This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Now we have our first guest in the studio with us today. We sure do. And um, David loves it when the guests are in person and we have some familiar faces here today. We have Miranda Hill, who is the Artistic Director of Homophonic. And we have Steve Hodgson, who is the Consort of Melbourne. Oh, what, what is Ooh. that? We can't wait Consort. to find out what that's all about. Yeah. They also do lots and lots of other things, but, you know, we only have so much time. But <laughs> it's, it's true. If you read out both of our entire biographies, I think that's a good four-hour show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and you were saying off air that you've known each other for a long time. We have. Back in, look, band camp, let's, let's, yeah, uh, <laughs> let's just name it. Back in band camp. Well, so when you were teenagers, you went off you know, like at a camp, a music camp, music was camp, it? Music camp, I think, yeah. Yeah, that would have and been then, the first time. Yeah, stayed friends. I have a photo of Steve and I. I think I'm. he's dressed as Bob the Builder and I'm dressed as one of the bananas in pyjamas and we are on a pole at the exchange. So <laughs> if that does not age us, I think nothing will. Brilliant. <laughs> Okay, well, look, tell us um, what um, this is all about, Miranda, because it's so interesting, especially part of Midsummer as well. So Homophonic, is it's been running, I think, for 14 years. I yep. should probably know that, considering it's my project. <laughs> but after a decade, it all blurs. Uh, it's a celebration of queer artistry, but particularly within classical music. Right. And queer composers and also performers, but there's a real focus now on telling queer stories and reclaiming that narrative as our own because there's this thing that happens, I feel, within queer communities that our culture and our history is so important but we don't get the chance to remember it and pass it down in the mm. same way that other cultural heritages yeah. can be. But what I've also found, we, we had you on last year, but... I wasn't aware of how long this program's been going, you know, like as part of Midsummer. Yeah, and I thought I knew a fair bit of what was going on. So, you know, like why why wasn't it uh, such a household name? That is the million-dollar question, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> Do you know reckon it's because it uh, maybe the classical music and, you know, like within your own world you're, you've got all your friends and pit lovers of classical music but not reaching out as much because, you know, it's hard with Midsummer, isn't it? Because mm. there's so much going on. It, it is. And, you know, contemporary classical music can be a hard sell. People are really afraid of, of having to be stuck in a, a concert hall, having sounds played at them that might not be very familiar and, and might be a little bit scary. Um, and I think it's taken a little bit of time for the word to get around that this this is classical contemporary music, but in a sort of party setting. Um, the, the tagline used to be bringing the disco ball to the concert hall, Yay. which I, I still love. Um, but, you know, in a really relaxed setting uh, with Miranda giving lots of context and, and telling stories about the composers and their lives, uh, people suddenly realise that they can enjoy music that they they don't find familiar, that is, is not on their Spotify yep. uh, hit list at the end of the year. Um, and so I think it's taken a little bit of time for word to get around that this is a really mm. culturally in, important event, but also one yep. that you'll really enjoy and yep. go away thinking that was that was something yeah, completely new I, I, and exciting. I'm sure. Uh, and so that's what happens is that you actually tell stories in between the music? Oh, very much so. Right. Yeah, it is a very accessible program in all the senses. You know, the we 
at the Respect show that's coming up soon, which we'll be talking about. There will be Auslan interpreting at the main show at La Mama. We have audio description. I will be doing audio description from stage as well. It's very big focus on accessibility in that sense. But also accessibility, it's also a relax show, forgot that, uh, but also accessibility to people who do see classical music and go, oh no, my flute teacher at high school told me I played Mozart bad. Uh, <laughs> a, we don't play Mozart because he wasn't gay. He was very camp, but he wasn't gay. Uh, so he doesn't get a Guernsey with us, but <laughs> classical music is not only Brahms. You know, it is not we think classical, we think Bach, we think Brahms. Or in our case, we think Tchaikovsky, we think Schubert, we think Copeland, we think Palenque, we think all the gay ones is what we think. And (laughs) and a a lot of it was hidden, of course, through history. So, Um, so, you know, like discovering uh, who was and who wasn't has been a big learning curve for a lot of people too, yeah? Absolutely. And and there's a bit of that uncovering and and a bit of guesswork really mm-hmm. um you know you you have to make a certain judgment from the little evidence that remains but it's also about those stories which are coded in history and and the big revelation about especially the respect project mm-hmm. is bringing those stories out to the the fore and and suddenly telling those stories directly this is what happened it was a, a it was a, a woman and she loved a woman it was a male and he he loved a male yeah you know it no longer hidden behind these codes mm. which are quite fun mm. uh but telling these stories directly and the impact of of doing this uh is felt around the room you see people cry immediately you know yeah. the the first time we did a, a an out and proud just a love song with a kind of disney disney feel <laughs> in 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 the straight world this is the most uh cliche kind of thing we, we delivered this song and everybody started crying everybody because we haven't heard whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, You know? Um, so, Steve, tell us what your connection is um, because I, I love the title. <laughs> what, what is it again? So, I direct the Consort of Melbourne. What well, sounds important. Ah, uh, very important. <laughs> so, a consort is just a mini choir. So, if you it, the consort is uh, uh, the answer to the string quartet but right. with singers. Yep. So, there's usually six to eight of us. Uh, and we sing in a, in a very sort of intimate setting. Each person's voice is really important. It's not just a matter of everybody blending. Uh, and so we, we sing a particular kind of repertoire that, that lends itself to having six to eight solo voices. And where, where does the music come from? Is it um, contemporary music or is it, you know, like from history as well? So, so our repertoire it's, is vast. Mm. You know, we sing Gregorian chant, which is 1,200 years old, and then we sing material that was written yesterday um for homophonic and the respect project we are the we're the vocal ensemble that that usually appears uh, always always appears always <laughs> appears and uh so you know all of us have this this background of, of singing ancient music and new music but uh obviously more and more new music mm. uh and in this context written by queer composers right now steve give us a, a bit of a background on who you, you are um you know a, apart from this you mm. know like, what what's your your main role in life sure. as a, a as a artist I, look, I've been a musician uh, for all of my adult life. I studied composition at university um, and then became a vocalist. I did a lot of freelance uh, work as a vocalist, more and more as a conductor, and then took over the consort of Melbourne as their artistic director. Yep. I also work as the head of publishing and syllabus, uh, syllabus development at AMEB. So I kind of have a, a, a bit of a portfolio career like lots of us do in the arts. Yeah. Uh, but you, mostly voice and... 
educational music. Right, okay. Uh, and what, what does it mean to you to be part of this, this project during Midsummer? Look, there, there are so many high points throughout the year for us. We, we, we do a lot of meaningful work uh, in different communities with composers and, and with ancient music that we've dug up on the internet. Uh, but this is amongst the most meaningful kind of project that we do. Uh, as a queer person myself, it's, it's, uh, I feel like we're doing really important work. This stuff isn't written down. It's certainly not sung in this direct way that we will present it on February the 3rd at mm. Deacon Edge. Uh, telling these stories means a lot to, to me personally. I, it means a lot to the ensemble. The ensemble isn't uh, exclusively queer. There's there's all sorts of different people uh, involved in the, uh, the ensemble, and and which is a good thing because uh, you know, like, it's a bit of a shame if it's just you've got to be queer to be part of it because um, we've got so many allies these days, don't we? Absolutely, and uh, you know they're they're musicians first and foremost. Um, all of them are really dedicated to this cause and they sing it with their full bodies and their full hearts uh, and you really see that on stage. Mm. Uh, but it's just such a wonderful uh, and unique thing to be involved with. And Miranda, you know, like finding the people to get involved in it, uh, is, is it hard or easy? Uh, look, it's really interesting. So the Respect Project, I'm not sure I actually have said yet in this interview, it's a series of songs that are inspired directly by queer storytelling and queer history. So finding people in the older generation of our queer community, putting them in touch with the composer and actually writing new music based off their mm. lives. So this real active oral history, storytelling, collecting of histories, and they're often being told in the words of the people themselves. Sometimes a poet gets involved and it gets, you know, uh, gets a little bit arty, but most of the time, actually, it's really taking their own words because every story is worthy of a Netflix special, not just the people that Netflix ah. decides are pretty enough. Like, we believe everyone is. And redressing the balance somewhat of art music because art music really only tells one set of stories. It's, it's rich people and it's the church and they're the stories that have been written down in art music um, until us, to an extent. We are collecting quite a body of work. Mm telling actively telling these stories mm. growing up gay in shepparton in the 80s growing up gay in or, shepparton in the 80s yeah, yeah. yeah. or in <laughs> bendigo or yeah. wherever and how is it recorded and then available for people to hear around the world we have not released recordings as yet we do have live recordings um from performances but we haven't yet costs a lot of money yep, to do this is a project it's a project we want to do absolutely mm. needs to be done well that's so if a, anybody wants to a get grant involved. funding um <laughs> yeah you know like you've the painful grant funding yes uh but that that's what you need and and it's yeah it's the sort of stories that need to be out there and the music needs to be out there oh definitely yeah because it is it's really the respect project is celebrating two generations of queer lives you know it's creating this sort of inter intergenerational connections one of the works that is actually the world premiere will be on Saturday at the Respect Project show as Midsum part of Midsummer Matters is an uh, older woman and a younger woman and they now meet up every two weeks, I think. They call each other soul sisters. They hang out all the time. I get selfies whenever they meet up for a coffee <laughs> and it's formed this really important bond between two people who never would have met 
uh, in any other way. Yeah. And they have a lot of crossover and familiarity in their stories of themselves coming out and where they were in their lives, the choices they have made before and after. And they found all of these connections. It's such a special thing to mm. be adjacent to. You know, I, I get the text updates and I get to play and hear the music. And as Steve was saying, it's heartwarming. Mm. You know, I've created a lot of work as a producer and as a musician, and this set of songs is yeah. right up there with uh, my look, proudest. It, it's so important and it needs to be recorded. It needs to have a doco. Uh, there, you know, there should be a doco done on it as well. So any filmmaker, <laughs> any, any filmmakers out there listening, and I'm sure there are, um, you know, like th this is the sort of stuff that we need to have documented. Mm, I agree because it is this one set of things, as you were well saying, a set of songs is a really important way to get, you know, music activates a different part of our emotional brain mm. and allows us access to stories in such a different way to a play mm. or a yep. um, oh, music so vital. Or but, but but look what music does in a in a film as well. Oh, you know, like the 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 power. As a matter of fact, um, I'm in the middle of watching um, Saltburn at present, mm. and the music in that is so powerful. It's telling a story within itself, all in of itself. Yeah, yeah. so great. And so who's involved this year? You've got a premiere happening, right? So it is a premiere. So as I sort of said, it's a bit confusing this year. We have two separate shows. <laughs> uh, the one that's happening this Saturday is just Respect Project pieces. So from that collect the five works from that collection of songs, it's happening at the is it at the edge at Federation Square yep. as part of the Midsummer Matters program. That's a Be beautiful theatre mm. uh, if Lovely. you've never been there mm. because uh, during the daytime you look out onto the, the Yarra. It's, mm. it's really quite lovely. It's a beautiful space. Mm. I've never actually played there before. I've seen a lot there. I've seen you sing there, Steve. Yes. But <laughs> it, uh, look, it's a wonderful space. Uh, and so that concert will purely be this collection of new commissions about uh, queer elders from mm. regional towns written by emerging composers from mostly from around Melbourne, Melbourne, but also from regional, regional towns. Right, yeah. okay. How, how hard was it finding uh, the people in regional areas? Uh, the five that we're doing in this set are all actually connected to the five regional pride, pride festivals around oh, okay. Victoria. So yep. they yep. were originally performed at those festivals. So Dalesford, Bendigo, Ballarat, oh, Geelong right. and Shepparton, yeah, the five yeah. that have... Full arts festivals yep. are obviously more pride events happening. Oh, um, so they've been performed before? Only four of them have. Right. One of them is a premiere. Right, okay. Yes. Yeah. But as I say, they, they are works that need to be heard many times. Mm. And as performers, uh, sometimes you play, you're like, oh, I've played this enough. I have never felt that about any of these pieces. No. We've performed them many times all around the state and they always bring a bit of a lump to your throat and you always just go all in when you're playing them because there's no other way to tell these stories. Mm, it's okay. a very diverse set of songs. They go from the absolutely sublime that will make you cry to the profoundly ridiculous that cannot help but make you laugh. There's and a sea shanty. There's a sea shanty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then this new work, which is an absolutely blistering piece, uh, the person it was written about was a fighter pilot uh, and the music captures that absolutely brilliantly. It doesn't stop from wow. The word go. You're in the you're in the jet, and off you go. And I, I'm I'm guessing that that um, person would have been closeted uh, for uh, many years, even even possibly to an extent further than you are imagining. Robbie is a trans woman and is only a recent 
has only recently sort of come out. So she was, I guess, in a way double closeted mm. living as a man at that point while fighting and flying these fighter jets. So when you speak to Robbie, she's incredibly open about this time of her life and the choices she made. How old? Robbie is, ooh, I don't want to, in case she's listening, I, I don't want to guess, uh, <laughs> but I think in the 70s to 80s. Wow. Yeah. How wonderful to be able to stand up now and and tell the story. And tell that story. Yeah. And she, I think she still does drag racing. Like, she loves things that go fast. Right. She's an amazing <laughs> woman. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, this works by the composer is Kim Dillon, and they're the two that have just bonded. It's mm. beautiful to see them together. But, yeah, the work is also, it's another level that the exact rhythms of the engines that are in the okay. piece are inspired by recordings yeah, yeah. of Robbie's favourite plane. Right. So I think it's a Viper is Robbie's favourite plane. And so Kim has taken recordings of that plane and built that into this piece, wow. which is about Robbie's arrival into herself. Mm. Mm. And yeah. there's, a, there's a wonderful story where Robbie is driving with a mechanic to pick up a part for the, the fighter jet and the mechanic uh, remarks that uh, she drives like a female and <laughs> then and she has the first moment of saying that's because I am female. Right. So yeah. it is, it's, it's a real uh, crystallised moment in, yeah. in Robbie's life. Wow. Mm. Wow, Gorgeous. fantastic. It's very moving. Now, sorry, Brandon, um, I think you provide us a Provided some music for us to play, I did. which is, I think, the one one of the pieces from. This the, is one the, of the pieces that we will be playing. So tell us a little bit about that one. This this is called Swerve. This is that is right? Swerve. Okay. Um, music which, by Meta Cohen and text by their sibling Leona Cohen. Um, Swerve is about Jenny from Shepparton. Jenny is a bus driver. Jenny is a truck driver, a taxi driver. I think any. I think she knows she has driven trams. Uh, she only hasn't driven trains. Uh, okay. Trucks. She's driven everything. <laughs> Jenny sadly can't make it to the concert on the Saturday oh. because she is driving a bus full of people from Shepparton to the Pride March the next day. And she's like, I can't do it twice in two days. I'm like, fair enough, Jenny. <laughs> uh, and this work is, it's a metaphor taken from her time on the road. So, you know, Swerve, it's got, it's, it's, it's she's oh, driving okay. in the rain. I get it. You can yep, hear swerve, the, yep. the swishes of the, what are they called, windscreen wipers. And, but it crystallizes in this moment talking of the people that also she's lost along the way. So the journey of her life and the journey of herself coming out, because she also came out quite late in life, and coming into her true self. But there's this beautiful quote that she says where she says, oh, I've spent, I spent too long in my cocoon and it's finally time to be a butterfly. Aww. And you, that, that text is used yeah. in this work and it just, oh, it get, I've got goosebumps just now just even saying it. It's right. such a beautiful work. There's also my favourite performance direction ever in this mm. work with all of the queer joy that you can muster. Yeah. Mm. And I'll, I'll challenge anybody to, to find the section that yeah. that applies to. <laughs> <laughs> and I should say this work was a finalist for the APRA AMCOS Art mm. Music Award, the Choral Work of the Year mm. last year, which is a huge honour. Uh, both for the project and obviously for Meta and Leona, the composer yeah. and lyricists. Yeah, very, very prestigious to be a finalist in that award. Okay, oh. so next Saturday, where is it? It is at the Edge at Federation Square. Yep. At one thirty. Yep. At three. 
Yep, that's a One. free concert <laughs> and you do have to book though, so you jump online for that. Yes. And then you have another couple of shows happening from the 9th to the 11th of yes. February. Whereabouts are they? They are at La Mama Theatre, the iconic La Mama Theatre. Right. Now you're back next week to talk about that. I am back next week yep. to talk about that. That right. does often sell out though, so if you are keen, I would recommend jumping on now. those yep. websites mm. now. Well, thank you so much for coming in. There's, there's so much more that we'd like to do with you guys, so make sure everything you're doing down the track, let us know and come on. Yeah, we're more than happy to have you on. So so lovely to have your support and the support of the whole Joy community. It's Mm. something so special in Melbourne that we have not only this amazing arts festival of Midsummer and everything that's going on, but also this community from Joy and from Mm. the other media outlets. It's really... I think we take it for granted, but I think oh, maybe we shouldn't. I, we shouldn't. <laughs> it's amazing. We, we shouldn't yeah. take it for granted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, thank you so much. We've been talking to Miranda Hill and Steve Hodgson here on Joy 94.9, Sunday Arts Magazine. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.